Hey, I'm Donnie Spano, and this is Faith for Today. This is a place and a time where you and I can come together and nourish our faith, be strong in faith, and be in position where we can give glory to God. And that's what uh, the task at hand is for this, for this uh, platform. And we're so thankful that together we're reaching this world for Jesus, causing the lost to be saved, causing those that are uh, in need of healing and deliverance to receive the fullness of the Godhead bodily and to be in com complete in Him. It's wonderful to have this time and position where we, you and I can go forth and do works of God. We are called for this generation. We are called for this time. God had already preemptively looked ahead, saw fit that you and I be here and go forth to reach this generation. Thank you, Lord. Now together, let's believe for the right uh, words and for the right way in which to hear that uh, God would be able to show us more and more in this place uh, regarding this that we're touching on, which is how to help. This is one of the greatest things I believe you and I could really be focusing on today. This is something, and, and we'll look at it again, but we touched on it last week. Every single person in the body of Christ is called to be a helps person in a helps ministry or service. And uh, if everybody's included in that, then it's something that all of us should take time looking at. And uh, it's something that in this world, many are looking for people that can help, for the best help that, that can be found. Whether one is successful or not is going to be determined by what kind of people are in position to help. You're only as strong as those you have with you. Now, let's look here. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 27 through 31. I'm just going to get comfortable here. and I pray you're comfortable there and enjoy this time. I'm so thankful. I, I thoroughly enjoy that we get to come across streams like this, that whenever it's suitable for you, you just hit that play button again, and there goes the word going forth to you. That's wonderful. I'm so thankful we have these advances. And so here in verses, verse 27, it says, Now you are the body of Christ and members in particular. If you are not sure of that, reach out to us. We will help you find out how to be sure of this, that you are a body, member of the body of Christ. There's no greater place and position we can be than in the body. You know, so many have gotten upset and thought about, well, what part am I in the body? That's not as important as you're in the body. You're part of the body. There's no greater place you could be. Hallelujah. It means that you will never be lost. As long as you stay in the body, you are surely found. There's no greater place. And uh, continuing, it says, And God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. 
Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Have all the gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. Now going back up to that 28th verse, we see that God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. Then it goes off and it branches and says, are all apostles? The answer is no. Are all prophets? No. Are all teachers? No. Are all workers of miracles? No. Have all the gifts of healing? Of course, the answer is no. Do all speak with the ministry of tongues? This is, um, this is not personal tongues and being having the Spirit of God on you, baptize the Spirit. This is a ministry of tongues. And the answer is no. Not all are called to that. Do all interpret? No. Notice that helps is not a part of this questioning. Every single person is part of the helps. Every person. And that's what we want to focus on now is this helps. The helps ministry. And if it's not just some that are a part of the helps ministry, then all should be aware of how to help, how to help well. Now let's continue in looking at in John 16, verses 7 through 15. John 16, 7 through 15. And we find the standard of a helper, of the helper. Verses 7 through 15, it says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. This is Jesus speaking. It is expedient. You could say it's better or it's profitable for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin because they believe not on me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it to you. All things that the Father has are mine, therefore said I that he shall take of mine, and shall show it to you. A little while, thank you Lord, and you shall not see me, and again a little while, and you shall see me, because I go to the Father. Now, the Holy Spirit is known as another comforter. And that means he's a comforter just like Jesus. And you'll find he's, Jesus speaks here and says, he's going to take of mine and show it to you. So he's going to give just what Jesus gives. He doesn't alter it. He doesn't change it. He doesn't have another idea. He doesn't have a more primary influence. He is very simple. He simply gets from Jesus. 
He simply gives to us. It's a very simple flow. And this is where you and I can see whether we're a good help or not. Because this is the greatest help you could ever receive. And let's look at, again, just for a moment, how He does it. He, 13th verse, He's going to guide us into all truth. Those that are good helpers are going to always guide others, those that they're helping, into the truth. The next is, not speaking of Himself, but whatsoever He hears, that shall He speak. If you and I are going to be the best of help today, we're only going to speak what we hear from Him. We're not going to say anything of our own. And it continues and says, Whatsoever he shall hear, that shall I speak. He will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it to you. So you'll find that the Holy Spirit is not self-expressive. He's not self-conscious. He's not concerned about his own plan, his own agenda, and he's not looking to express himself. He is looking all the time to express God, to express the Lord Jesus, and to only reveal and only be conscious of what they, He gets from them, from the Lord Jesus. You and I, when we are good help, we fall in line with this. And we put ourselves in a position where we are only going to lead people into the true way, which means you will never have a lie coming across us. We will not be part of a lie. If it comes any close, we'll, we'll repent. We'll make it right. We'll go to them. We'll, we'll let them know the truth. We will not be a part of any lie. Thank you, Lord. And let's go to... Yes, sir, I will. Um... This word comforter, let's look at that for a moment. The word comforter is the word parakletos, and it gives this idea as uh, it expresses an intercessor, a consoler, or an advocate. An intercessor, one that speaks on behalf of another. An advocate is, is similar. An advocate is one that speaks on behalf in support for another that cannot speak for themselves. This is what he's doing. Um, the scriptures in the gospels talk about how the Spirit of God would work with us. The Spirit of God working with us, it says in the end of Mark's gospel. As you and I go and do what God shows us to do, he is right there with us, speaking on our behalf and then speaking for when we can't. You know, the Lord Jesus is doing this as well. He's the apostle of our profession. He's all the time looking over us and causing what we speak to come to pass. He's watching over our words. And now, he's also a consoler. To console someone, it's a comfort. It's like to come and, you know, embrace them, hug them, comfort them. This is what the Holy Spirit does in all of His work. He's always there to make comfortable. When you and I are the good help God's called us to be, you and I will do things, say things,
that makes other people comfortable. Now, this isn't, you'll find this in the life and ministry of Jesus, that he would not, I'm thinking now of the woman that was caught in the act of adultery, and she was the only one brought before Jesus in the middle of his ministry. And as he's ministering, they, they put her in the midst, and they said, you know, she was caught in the act of adultery. You know, the law says to stone her. What do you say, Jesus? And um, the scriptures say that, you know, he, he did not answer them right then. They actually were continuing to ask of him. And um, it said, you know, I believe it makes out that he was, you know, writing, if you will, or, but necessarily taking time. He didn't just answer immediately. And you find that the Lord gave him words to speak, and he gave what he heard. And that was, he who was without sin among you cast the first stone. And it said from the oldest to the youngest, they started leaving, put their stones down and left. And the woman was left alone, and she's, and Jesus looked up from what he was doing there and said, Woman, where are your accusers? And she said, None, Lord, you alone are, are essentially here. And he said, Neither do I condemn you. He said, Go and sin no more. What she had done was, it was against the light that God gave her. She knew it was not right to be in that relationship with that man. She knew that was wrong. Jesus did not tell her it was okay. But he did not condemn her either. Thank you, Lord, for helping us keep on this. This is the kind of helper we work with. One who will not okay a wrong thing, but will also refuse to be, un, to be merciless and refuse to condemn and to, yes, sir, diminish another person. Always coming to add comfort, add help, and one of the words that is very intriguing in the scriptures is this word kindness. The word kindness, if you were to take time and study it, it actually brings out the idea of usefulness, full of use. And that useful nature, why, why do I say that? Because there are many in this earth, many professed believers that have this idea that kindness is a big smile on my face and I'm, you know, sweet in my talking to you, but don't ask me to do anything. Don't ask me to pick up any slack, do anything remotely useful. I'm, I'm just kind, I'm nice, and, I, and that's where they find kindness stops, is it's just a superficial work. But kindness is an act of the heart. And kindness knows if you are the only one doing that job, that could wear you out. That could actually diminish you. That could keep you from doing some other things. Enjoying time with your family. Having a little bit of time just to enjoy for yourself and enjoy with, with God. And I don't want you to be diminished like that. I don't want you worn out like that. So I got a few moments. Let me help you out. Let's make this job light. This is kindness. This got a little itch. Let me fix that. This is full of use. This is you and I being useful. You see how that renews our mind. 
And this kind of kindness is what God always gives. Notice the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God who is love. So when you and I have the helper, and that's what I want you to understand, you and I, we are positioned to be the best help in this earth as believers because we're given the best help you could ever have. And the helper, um, the Amplified Classic uh, version of the Bible brings out that word comforter as, um, yes sir, as like a standby. And it gives different breakdown of that and it has standby, it has advocate, it has intercessor, and it goes along. You could say he's there to help you in every single way possible that would add comfort to us and enable us to be a comfort to another. So when the Holy Spirit, the helper, the Spirit of God is on the scene, he's going to bring patience and kindness He's going to bring every aspect that we find in 1 Corinthians 13. Love suffers long and is kind, right? It does not... Uh, uh, in fact, let's, let's go there for a moment because it's important we get it before our eyes. Go to 1 Corinthians 13. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 13. And uh, we'll start at um, verse 4. And it says, now I'm going to substitute love for this charity. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not vaunt or puff itself. It's, it's not puffed up. It doesn't boast itself. It's not puffed up does not behave itself unseemly, it's not rude, seeks not her own. So it's not self-seeking, is not easily provoked, thinks no evil, rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. This is the helper that we have. When he enters in, he brings this kind of help. So when you and I are looking for how to be a help, we're seeing it in the patience, in the kindness, in the ability to not be envious but content, in the ability to not boast and be proud but to humble ourselves before God submit to Him, embrace and receive His grace and ability, and allowing that to be useful in that kindness towards another. Not thinking any evil, not thinking any bad thing of any, not meaning that we're simple-minded, but just once we see something that's not right, choose to focus on something that is. We find when these parts are in our working. We are some of the best help in this earth. And that's what God has called us to be because He's called us to this helps ministry. Whatever ministry we have been called to and graced to oversee, whether it's a pastorate, whether it's a traveling ministry, whatever it, the case may be, it is all a helps ministry. 
to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have been given the helper, love himself in spirit, to go about and be that kind of help. And, yes, sir, what else do we need to build here, Father? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. When we go to help another, I, I think we'll kind of shift for a moment as we're coming to a place where we're unhooked for today. As we are called to help, because every part of us is called to a helps ministry, we're called to help someone as unto the Lord. There's no place that's supposed to come before God. No place, no person, no thing is to ever come before God. Any person that God calls us to help is going to be as to Him, which means we're not going to treat them and their thing as if it's less than God's either. As long as we're doing it as to the Lord, we're going to do that work, whatever it might be. It could be washing dishes. It could be sweeping a floor. Whatever it is, making a phone call. It's not, I'm just representing you know, then I'm representing Jesus right now, but it's such and such church. Yes, I know. But if it's as unto the Lord, but it's my job. I've been there 20. If it's as unto the Lord, then that manager, that person in that place, if it's as unto the Lord, then we're treating it like it's Jesus right there. That's how we're regarding it. That's how we're perceiving it. Now, when the employer dictates that this thing come before God's thing. The organization is misaligned. That's not okay. This is a part in place where you and I need to ascertain, look to God, look to the comforter. Are there any things we need to adjust? Is there any way we need to, to uh, make any adjustment, make any changes? Because your things come first. Your things come before that company's things. Your things come before all. God's things before all. Now, to be a help to another, that's what it means. It means that other person's things come before our things. If there is never a time where a choice is at hand, and by saying yes and helping them, now notice, we do this with God, we do this with the Lord Jesus, when you and I say, yes, we will help you, we're, we're saying, no, we're not going to do our thing right then. As long as we're saying yes and helping, there are things of our own that are not being done. And I say that because this is what's keeping a lot of people from entering into and helping because their things are glaring. Their things are in need of use and of work and they got stuff to be done over here but the only way we're going to help is if we can block that out. It's not time for my things right now. It's time for the Lord's things. It's not time for my ministry right now. It's time to help them with theirs. It's not time for us. It's time for the church. Then we'll do our things. And this is a part of helping another that has been lost. Is that if we're going to help them... We're going to forget about ours. And if there aren't points in time where our things are glaringly in need of work and of time spent on it, then it means we've been choosing ourselves 
ourself, ourself, and God's things will have to wait. And that's a problem. That seeking first our own and not His. And this is something that I've had to change in my heart and mind. That's why we're talking about it, because I know I'm not alone. If I'm supposed to help another person in another place, then their things come before my things. Their ministry comes before my ministry. Their work comes before my work. And I'm finding more and more my work still gets done. I still get to enjoy. I still get to enjoy God's best. And yet I'm not seeking myself. I'm not seeking my advancement. I'm seeking theirs more. I'm not seeking for all my things to get done as the most important thing. I'm seeking for the churches more. The church first. Jesus first. God first. Getting it in alignment. This is a fundamental aspect of how to help. Now, looking at our time, how much time we do have, when it comes to how we're to help those people, it's not all up to us. This has been another point where there has been confusion because the thought is, well, I heard from God, I'm supposed to help here, and this is what I do. And they show up, and there's no room for that right now. But they could use this other thing. And they think, but that's, that's so low, that's so little, that's nothing. And so they did hear from God. They were supposed to be there. They were supposed to help, but not in the way that they thought for that time, for that moment. And so they quit and they cut themselves off. And what could have and should have been never was because they failed to trust God. They failed to humble themselves. They failed to do what God said to do because it wasn't what they wanted. It didn't look the way they liked. And this is how you and I can cause ourselves to, to be a faithless helper. It's very interesting. Jesus says, when he comes back, when the Son of Man returns, shall he find faith. Faithful help is a rare commodity. It is a valuable essence. It is an ore beyond imagine that many think they have, and it's something that's going to be few in finding of the Lord Jesus when he returns. I am so praying, <laughs> I am trusting and in fellowship with the Father that you and I will be found as those that are faithful. When he comes back, he's going to go, man, I knew I could trust them. I knew it. They are some of the best help in this earth. People are looking at their lives and they want to know me. They want to come to me. They want part in this wonderful work because you and I were willing to do what he told us to do in the way he told us to do it, which meant we weren't thinking about our things. We weren't so concerned about us getting our way. We were more concerned about God being glorified. We were more concerned about people being one to him. We were more concerned about God in his way than our own. And so when it comes to how to help, you and I being the best of help, the Holy Spirit in his helping, he's going to help us with what we need at hand. The scriptures in Mark 16, it talks about he would go and he would work with us as we went and did that work. So he's not making us do this thing or that thing. He's not enforcing upon us 
and what he helps us with is not dictated by him. It's dictated by us. And notice this. Oh, thank you, Jesus. When have you ever seen the Holy Spirit get disgruntled and upset because oh, I got to keep helping these men? What kind of job did he give me? The helper, the helper, the comforter. They're always missing it. They never look to me. They never, not a one time has he ever done this. Sometimes I think people are just trying to get him heavy set, full bodied, because they're not putting him to work at all. But he's looking to you and I to determine what he's going to do today. Because he's the helper to us. So when you and I go to help another, it's not dictated by us what we're doing. And we shouldn't find that a fault. We should not let that upset us because it doesn't upset the Holy Spirit. He's all the time looking at, well, I'm willing to help you sweep the floor. I'm willing to help you with the dishes. I'm willing to help you clean house. I'm willing to help you preach. I'm willing to help you uh, build that uh, facility. I'm willing to help you with whatever you want me to help you with. And this, when we carry that heart, that is the heart of a helper. I'm here to help you with whatever you need help with. Thank you, Lord. That's very simple. But this is what people have failed to do. And so you and I, we are God's best. When he's looking for people to use today, guess who he's looking at? People like you and me. And he's looking at us knowing we have the helper, love himself in spirit, to help us help in that capacity. Praise God. We need not think it light when we're asked to do something that many would find to be trivial. Jesus himself did the lowest-minded job in his generation. You understand that, right? When he took that time to wash their feet, oh my, this was the lowest job you could partake of. You have to understand, in those days, shoes were not covered. There were straps, so feet were dirty. They walked where they went for the majority. It, there weren't, weren't paved roads. You weren't on cement. You were on gravel. You were on dirt. So when you were washing feet, it was the dirty job. There wasn't plumbing like we have today. You didn't just take a hot shower every day. It could have been a couple days since those feet were washed. It was the lowest job of the time. And Jesus set aside his coat. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Girded himself and washed those feet. He has shown us how to help. So you and I, we will find ourselves to be the greatest of help that God has in this earth today. Hallelujah. Because we have the helper. That's all our time. We're going to unhook for now. But we'll see you more for time in this to nourish up in faith, to be strong in faith, and to give glory to God. We love you, friends. We'll see you soon.